Ah, and we are live! Welcome back to Takes by Fans. We have a great show for you today. As always, we are live every single day at noon Eastern. If you want to watch live, head over to twitch.tv slash takesbyfans. If you want to watch but not live, head over to our YouTube channel, Takes by Fans. We post all of our shows and clips of the show there on a daily basis. And if you just want to listen, we are on podcasting apps, folks. Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, however you want want to watch or listen we've got you covered multiple ways Alrighty, today is a big old Friday, which means we have to update our NBA power rankings. I think this is the fourth time this season, every Friday uh, for the NBA season. That's when we kind of rearrange our power rankings. Who has impressed us in the last week? Um, we do have a new number one, folks. Let the sirens go off. The 76ers will no longer be the number one seed, unfortunately. Um, they had a nice little two-week run there at number one. So shout out to them. And um, I think we have, what, two new additions? So two new teams coming in, two teams falling out. Uh, so that's what we got today on the show. And yeah, obviously breaking down the NBA from last night. And we've got some good stories to talk about. So let's just jump right into them. A good Friday, feeling good, some good, fun stories to talk about. So let's get right into it. Here we go. <clears throat> Well, the biggest news of the day is that the Texans are releasing J.J. Watt. Crazy, right? Um, at least the Texans organization is finally doing something right. I mean, this organization is just a dumpster fire at this point. I think we can all agree on that. So, you know, releasing their best player, their star player, J.J. Watt, is probably the best thing that you could do as a franchise. They're not trading him. They easily could have traded him and got a decent pick. They probably could have got uh, probably not a first-round pick because he is a little a bit older. But he could, he could have definitely probably got a second-round pick, a solid second-round pick if they wanted to trade him. But they kind of do the right thing here. We're going to release you. You can go wherever you want. You've done enough uh, You've done enough for this franchise, and we thank you for that. So we're just releasing you. So finally, the Texans do something great. And I would say that this is kind of um, a little preview that they would go and probably they're not they're obviously not going to uh, release Deshaun Watson, but um, I do think the Texans are now probably going to be up to trade Deshaun Watson. If you're getting rid of JJ Watt on the the defensive end of the ball, which is your best defensive piece, I mean, why are you going to keep your best offensive piece? It seems like they are going to kind of go and go for a total rebuild. I mean, we saw the president resign. We saw you know Bill O'Brien before he got fired this season getting rid of all their players they get rid of J.J. Watt now I just think it just makes sense now that they do trade Deshaun Watson build that equity for their upcoming rebuild that they are showing that they are interested in a complete rebuild now that they trade J.J. Watt so expect a Deshaun Watson trade um any minute <laughs> not any minute but uh definitely you know he will get traded. I, I would probably put a lot of money down if you could that Deshaun Watson will not be a Texan next year uh, because, you know, J.J. Watt, I, I, I don't see any reason why you would throw away J.J. Watt but then keep Deshaun Watson. I don't think that really makes that much sense. So we'll see what happens there. Um, all right, this is what J.J. Watt did in his time in Houston. He was the number one overall pick, or the number 11 overall pick, three-time defensive player of the year. Gosh darn, that's good. Eight-time All-Pro, five Pro Bowls, two-time sack leader. He was the Walter Mayton Pan of the year. Um, all right, I don't really care about that. <laughs> um, raised over $40 million after Hurricane Harvey. That's real great. That's probably why he won the man of the year. Um, 101 sacks. Well, freaking done. 61 pass defenses. Holy cow. 25 
forced fumbles. Oh my goodness. In the best out of all, seven touchdowns. Four of those defensive. Oh my. If you have more than one. If you even have one defensive touchdown, that's amazing. If you have more than one, it's absolutely fantastic. And if you have four, holy cow. Send this man up to Canton already. And then he, he squeezed in on the offensive side of the ball three times to get a couple of, uh, you know, easy one-yard goal line touches uh, for... <laughs> <laughs> for some easy touchdowns there. So what a career here by J.J. Watt. Fantastic run in Houston. Obviously, any team would benefit from having them. There's no, there's no team that he goes to that he makes them worse. Obviously, so we'll see where he goes. But um, you know, his brother TJ sending a little bit of a symbol here, uh, signal here on Twitter with the rock. Come here. It's the rock. You smell what I'm cooking. Smell what I'm cooking over here in Pittsburgh. So we'll see. Does he team up with his old brother there, his younger brother in Pittsburgh? I would not like to see that because that just means that Pittsburgh defense defense gets even better than it already is. So literally any team would benefit from having J.J. Watt definitely come to Miami. I'm all about that. But, um, yeah, he can go wherever he wants. He's a, he's a free agent now, and uh, he can sign whenever. There's no restrictions. He can literally sign right now if he wanted to. So we'll see where he goes and obviously we will keep you guys updated on the story Alrighty, um juju smith schuster i don't see him leaving pittsburgh but we'll see what happens um little report here raiders reportedly are quote very interested in juju smith schuster um yeah i mean the raiders would absolutely love to have him i mean it really seems like they are kind of going for a kind of speed type offense big speed fast players you already got darren waller juju smith schuster can definitely be an upgrade to that as well and we'll definitely see, I mean, what they're going to do with their quarterback situation. Are they going to keep Derek Carr or do they go with Marcus Mariota, which I think is the right choice. Uh, so we'll see. Or do they just get somebody new? Um, and I do kind of want to go a little bit deeper into this article. Why do they think that Juju Smith-Schuster is very interested in going to the Raiders? Well, um, all that we get in this article, this is why they say he's very interested. Because John Clayton of 710 ESPN in Seattle said recently on 93.7, the a fan in Pittsburgh, so we got the Seattle-based guy going on a radio show in Pittsburgh talking about one of the Pittsburgh's wide receivers not wanting to be there anymore. Mm, seems a little fishy to me, wanting to kind of drum up some noise. So that's 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 all we get. So John Clayton of 710 ESPN in Seattle said recently on 93.7, the fan in Pittsburgh, that the Raiders are, quote, very interested in signing Sh uh, Smith-Schuster. That's all they got. That, that's all that's all the information that's all the kind of leak that's all we get so some guy some espn guy so i say juju smith schuster is staying in pittsburgh spread that around had that um let's uh change this high, uh headline Steelers reportedly are, quote very interested in keeping juju smith schuster i've heard that from takes by fans so I got a show. I can say stuff. Take me seriously. Juju Smith-Schuster is staying in Pittsburgh, folks. You heard it here first. Um, alrighty, next story. Here we go. And this is why, <laughs> this is why, folks, uh, you know, you can't really build dynasties and going back to back is hard and even three-peating is even impossible almost in this league. So here it is, Shaq Barrett, uh, linebacker for the Bucks on next contract. Quote, I feel like it's time for me to break the bank now. Well, there goes, you know, bringing everybody back and, you know, getting even better pieces through free agency. I mean, folks, you know, NFL players, you can ask about 
I, I would, I'd probably say about 90% of them outright, they would say this to your face that, you know, they play football to win the ring. It's all about the ring. I don't think anybody would come out and say it's about the money unless you've already won the ring. It's ring first and then money. I mean, that's kind of how NFL players see it. And, you know, money's always great. It's very tempting. Uh, so I don't blame players that are all about the money. Shoot, I mean, if you put me in that situation, I don't know what I'm doing, honestly. Uh, we're talking millions out there. But uh, back to back to this story right here. Uh, Shaq Barrett, you know, he definitely deserves the money. Nobody's doubting that. But, you know, this is why you can't re-sign everybody. This is why you can't bring everybody back. This is why it's hard to repeat champions because, you know, some people are prioritizing money. Some people are prioritizing, you know, rings. Some people are prioritizing, you know, being the greatest of all time. And if we go, you know, back to, like, coaching situations with the Chiefs, Eric Bieniemy. I mean, once again, he just wants to be the guy. He wants the recognition. He doesn't want to be just an offensive coordinator anymore. So this is why you can't go back-to-back. Back. It's hard to go back Back to back, it's hard to keep everybody together because once you get that recognition, once you get that ring, man, oh man, it's hard to, um, it's hard to, it's hard to just say no to the money. Now you're like, all right, I already got what I came here for. I have a ring. I was on top. I am the best of all time. I am part of the best team of all time this season. So you know, I want to get paid now. So definitely, he deserves the money. We'll see if he gets it. Uh, Bruce Arians was talking, you know. Uh, talking out of his neck a little bit on that boat parade, you know, saying that he wants to bring everybody back and, you know, you're not going anywhere, you're staying here. So we'll see who stays, who goes, who's really important to this Bucks kind of collective greatness that they showed this season. So we'll see who is the main priorities and who gets signed first and who gets what. Um, alrighty, little stat here. Um, and this kind of, you know, tells you not it's not how you start. It's how you finish, folks. Here it is. Quarterbacks with the most drop passes this season. Tom Brady is at number one with 45 drop passes. And we all know that those drop passes came a little bit early in the season. I mean, they got out to a really tough start, slow start there in Tampa Bay, which is to be expected with a, you know, no preseason, new quarterback, kind of a new system, stuff like that. New pieces everywhere, just bringing in talent on talent on talent, how to manage all that talent. So uh, Tom Brady led the league with drop passes with 45, and then Big Ben is at number two with 41, and same thing with Patrick Mahomes. They're tied for two, 441. But Tom Brady had all of his drops in the beginning of the season. We just saw so many drops in that Super Bowl by the Chiefs receiver, so you know that adds to the Patrick Mahomes 41 drop. So it's not how you start. It's how you finish. The Bucks cleaned up all their mistakes right in time for the Super Bowl where the Chiefs started to have all their mistakes right in the Super Bowl, all the drop passes. So it's not how you start. It's how you finish. We were kind of – we weren't really clowning but we weren't really encouraging the Bucks very early on in the season. And, you know, once again, you know, we have to apologize for Tom Brady by that. You clean it up in the Super Bowl. He always shows up. They finished super strong. They finished clean offensively and defensively offensively and defensively they all cleaned up all their mistakes right in time for the Super Bowl they took every single game weeks 1 through 17 took all that time took their three playoff games and then when it came time two weeks to prepare for the Super Bowl everybody collectively cleaned it up defense only allowed nine points Tom Brady threw no no picks I don't even think they dropped a pass at all that game eight incompletions so it's not how you start it's how you finish and I mean when we're talking about goats they know how to finish folks 
Alrighty, Bears, another report here. How true is this one? We don't know, but we'll talk about it anyway. Here we go. Here we go. Bears wide receiver Allen Robinson open to playing for the Jags again. He was with the Jags before he went to Chicago. I think it was with uh, the Jags for about three or four seasons. Uh, but yes, of course, Allen Robinson would want to go back to Jacksonville. When he was in Jacksonville the first time, his quarterback was Blake Bortles, who couldn't even throw 60% completion percentage for an entire season and had so many interceptions. I actually have a stats up let's just look at him let's look at Blake Bortles this is the guy that you know Allen Robinson was getting passes from uh, with because uh, uh, Allen Robinson was in Jacksonville from 2014 to 2017 I believe that's when he left so this four-year stretch here Blake Bortles 58.9 percent completion 58.6 58.9 60.2 got to 60s but it's the low 60s it's barely 60 60.2 so nothing really great here and then these interceptions folks look at these touchdown to interception ratios year one 11 touchdowns 17 interceptions year two 35 touchdowns that's actually real good we let's shout them out there Damn, 35 touchdowns and 4,400 yards? But the completion percentage was at 58%. It only led to 5-11. and 11. That's why you can't be throwing 18 picks. So yes, the 35 touchdowns is good. Yes, the 4,400 yards is real good. Gosh darn. But when you're throwing all these interceptions, when the completion percentage is low, you're, you lead to a 5-11 and 11 record. So unfortunate there. Um, year number three with Allen Robinson. Uh, what do we got? 23 touchdowns, 16 interceptions. There's so many interceptions. And then the last year, 2017, 21 touchdowns, 13 interceptions. You are not going to get it done throwing all those picks. You cannot be, you have to be at least two to one. And even at two to one, you're looking at kind of eight and eight, nine and seven. You know, you got to be higher than two to one. Um, and Blake Bortles is not even close to two to one. So of course, of course, of course. Hang on, we're going a little crazy here. Um, yes, of course, Allen Robinson would want to go back to Jacksonville. They're about to sign Trevor Lawrence with the number one overall pick. He was with Blake Bortles for four seasons. Uh, he was with Mitch Trubisky for the last three seasons, making Mitch Trubisky look decent because that's their only wide receiver that Mitch Trubisky was going to, and Allen Robinson would catch anything, you know, five yards over his head, five yards to the right of him, five yards to the left of him, making diving catches, sacrificing his body to make Mitch Mitch Trubisky looked good because we know that man wasn't accurate. So Allen Robinson played with Blake Bortles, who was throwing all those picks. He was throwing Mitch, he was playing with Mitch Trubisky, who couldn't be accurate past five yards down the field. And now he has a chance to play with the number one overall pick. Of course, he would love to go back there and play with Trevor Lawrence. And, you know, they got Urban Meyer as the head coach now. So Allen Robinson back to the Jacks could potentially happen. Allen Robinson could go anywhere and instantly make that team better. Because if you make Mitch Trubisky look good, you will make anybody look good. So we'll see where he goes. Definitely he would fit perfectly with the Dolphins. I would love that. Um, but we definitely got to get Devontae Smith first. So Brian Flores, don't say, you know, me wanting to have Allen Robinson on the Dolphins. You you know, kind of succeeds or supersedes me wanting Devontae Smith with the third overall pick. Okay, let's get that straight. Alrighty, let's uh, shout out this little fan. Well, I don't want to call him little. <laughs> let's try that again. Let's shout out this fan on Twitter um, at Rayted. Follow this man because uh, he posted this great little video here about, you know, just Cam Chancellor, you know, throwing it back a little bit because this man was absolutely perfect. Part of that Legion of Boom in Seattle. So we get a nice little 45 second highlight clip. Let's watch it. They his he quoted the tweet saying they don't make safeties like Cam anymore. And when we watch the film, folks, yes, they don't. Yes, they do not make safeties like this man anymore. He was coming out for a head. So here we go. Let's start watching it a little bit. Coming across the middle, just a shoulder blasting the wide receiver. Well, look, I mean, look at that right there. 
Oh my goodness, things are going way too quick to talk over, but he's literally brutalizing everybody. If you catch the ball, you better be ready for the biggest shoulder hit you ever taken in your entire life. Little pick six here, thrown by Cam Newton. He's all over the field. A true ball hawk as well. Oh my goodness, we got to look back at this tackle. Holy moly. This one against the Browns just like like just throws them down, picks them up, throw them down. Yes, sir. When that was still illegal in this league. Um, alrighty, Carson Wentz getting picked off by Cam Chancellor. Just come flying in. Look at him pulling a little um, Troy Troy Palomalu jumping right over the line of scrimmage, forcing the ball out right before the end zone. Another tackle in the backfield. Oh my goodness, a little kind of just out to the uh, running back, and he instantly blows him up. Cam Chancellor is a force to be reckoned with folks I mean just look at some of these hits and that pick again gosh darn damn cam definitely missed this man damn those hits are good Woof, I would not want to get hit by Cam Chancellor, folks. This man, um, I think if I got hit, I'd be like, all right, coach, I'm out. I'm out. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Hobbling to the field trying not to cry because I got absolutely obliterated by safety when I was going over the middle. Woof. Yes, sir. Cam Chancellor, one of the greatest to ever do it, folks. Alrighty, uh, today is Trevor Lawrence's pro day at Clemson, so everybody's there evaluating him. And we get Urban Meyer, the new coach of the Jags. He is standing on the field, and this quote points out that, uh, you know, there was only, you know, a few players on the field actually watching him, uh, but everybody else was on the sideline. So, I mean, we know Trevor Lawrence is going number one overall. I mean, if anybody says he's not, they're lying to you or just trying to get clicks or, you know, clickbait, whatever they want. He is going number one, folks. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what happens from now until draft day he will be number one we've been talking about Trevor Lawrence for like two seasons now he's great he was looking fantastic he's got a ring he's got a national championship he's looking great um, he is no doubt going number one do not let anybody fool you thinking that he will not go number one Urban Meyer Trevor Lawrence Allen Robinson potentially all on the Jags Alrighty, and then the Pouncey brothers are officially retiring retiring from the NFL. Unfortunate there. Marquise Pouncey, a huge staple in Pittsburgh, uh, the center there forever. And then so he's a little bit better than Mike Pouncey, but Mike Pouncey is also officially retiring. I think he had a stint with the Dolphins, I want to say. Mike Pouncey. Either way, Pouncey brothers are out of here. Uh, Marquise has definitely had a little bit of a better career than Mike. Um, I think Mike Pouncey finished on the Chargers. Is that true? Uh, but either way, Pouncey brothers are out. Um, decent names here. I mean, this is a decent name here for the, um, for the Steelers, obviously. And we'll know like what Big Ben thinks about that. I mean, you know, that was his center for the longest time. Is Big Ben going to retire? Is he going to stay one more year? I saw a video on Twitter last night, I think. Marquise Pouncey after their uh, playoff loss uh, with Big Ben sitting on the bench Marquise Pouncey comes over to Big Ben and Big Ben says you know I only came back for you right you know that right so you know I just wanted you to have this moment one more time so are they going to retire together is Big Ben going to get forced out by the you know the coach and the ownership we'll see what happens here but Mike Pouncey retiring could be a little bit of a hint that Big Ben may be following. Um, alrighty, here we go, and another, uh, fan, another Twitter account to shout out, shout out this man, G, at GPB Landon, um, for putting this gif up here, Super Bowl 56, 
um, GIF here where you just click it and then, you know, it stops on and then you got the matchup. So we're going to do our official. This is going to be the official matchup of Super Bowl 56, folks. We're going to call it right now. We're going to let the GIF go. We're going to click it and then we're going to have our matchup. And then we'll go look in the comments and see, you know, if any of these other matchups that anybody else has are realistic. Maybe talk about them for a little bit. Have a little fun on this Friday. So the official as soon as I click this, folks, it will stop, and we'll, we will have the official pick of Super Bowl 56. So um, the Super Bowl 56 matchup is going to be, this is 100%. You can bet it. Bet it if you can right now. Bet this matchup. The matchup in Los Angeles next year for the Super Bowl will be... Broncos and the Cardinals, folks. You have heard it here, folks. Breaking news. Congratulations to the Broncos and the Cardinals. Drew Locke gets to a Super Bowl. How crazy. Drew Locke beats Patrick Mahomes to get to the Super Bowl. Crazier things have happened. And then Kyler Murray and um, DeAndre Hopkins have finally one year under their belt. They have got it figured out, and they are going to the Super Bowl as well. So Broncos, Cardinals. There it is, folks. I would say uh, Cardinals is a little bit more realistic than the Broncos. I really don't see the Broncos getting to the championship. But, uh, hey, who knows what's going on this season? Obviously, we do because we got the magic predictor here. So, Broncos, Cardinals, Super Bowl 56. Let's see. Take a little look in these comments. See what everybody else has gotten. Jets and the Giants. Um, yes, no. This will, this will not happen. The Jets will not get there. I know that they're kind of rebuilding right now. And they got Salah as the new head coach. And they could still potentially get Deshaun Watson if they get Deshaun Watson I'll give it a little credit I'll give it maybe a five percent chance of the of the Jets getting to the Super Bowl the Giants I would love to see that um you know seeing Daniel Jones get there Saquon Barkley first year back healthy you know right back in it so I would love for the Giants to get to the Super Bowl but when you have to face the Bucks again and the Rams defense with a better quarterback don't think they're going to be able to beat any of those what else do we get here? Ooh, Miami. Yes, sir. Miami and the Bears. Um, we'll see. Can Tua take that next step? His year number two step. If he's got a great wide receiver with them, you know, you bring in Devontae Smith. I already said they would be instant Super Bowl champions. They would they would probably three-peat if Devontae Smith is drafted at number three. So that could definitely happen. And the Bears, I mean, year one without Mitch Trubisky, instantly make it to the Super Bowl. I can definitely see that, folks. He is holding that team back majorly. Wow, back-to-back -back Dolphins. All right, Dolphins-Eagles now. Like we said, I mean, folks, if they get Devontae Smith, the, the Dolphins will go to the Super Bowl and will win it. It's hands down. Nobody's doubting this. Nobody, nobody's doubting this, folks. Everybody's talking about it. Um, the Eagles, what can they do? Well, they just got rid of Doug Peterson. Don't really see that happening too much, honestly. Um, and they and Jalen Hurts would have, like, his first official kind of year to himself starting. Uh, so I don't really see the Eagles getting there. Mm, I, I, I think the Jets would get there before the Eagles do, honestly. How crazy is that? Um, alrighty, another guy. We got the uh, Bills and the Cowboys. Definitely the Bills can make it. I mean, they just got to the AFC Championship game this year. They can easily make the Super Bowl. That's a, that's a very possibility there. And the Cowboys, once Dak Prescott, you know, is healthy back from, you know, that brutal injury holy cow you know they could definitely do it but they have Mike McCarthy as the head coach I don't think I, I really don't think as long as Mike McCarthy's there they're not going to get to the Super Bowl they have the talent to get to the Super Bowl they do not have the coaching leadership to get to the Super Bowl unfortunately 
Um, Patriots and Green Bay. Green Bay can definitely get there. They just got to the AFC Championship. The Patriots, they would need a lot, folks. They need the quarterback, first of all. They need the wide receiver, second of all. They need a second wide receiver, third of all. They need a running back, fourth of all. And they need to hopefully clean up the defense a little bit more. So four big ifs for this Patriots team. Billy B, I mean, the pressure is on him. Tom's got one without you. What are you doing here? You know, six wins. With Cam Newton, not, not enough, Bill. Got to do something else. So this is... Is definitely a big year for Billy B. So the Patriots can get in because a a, a vengeful, angerful Billy B. That's uh, that's nothing I want to play with. <clears throat> Chiefs Packers yes I mean this almost happened so obviously can happen next year this would be a great one to watch as well how does Aaron hand how does Aaron Rodgers handle um, Patrick Mahomes can he outperform Patrick Mahomes for a game Raiders pack or Raiders Packers this man did two of them Oh, you can't do... Oh, no, he didn't do two of them. This is another guy. <laughs> All right. They have similar profile picks. Um, Alrighty, Raiders and Packers. Packers can definitely get there, as we've said. Raiders, I mean, hey, they were looking to get Juju Smith-Schuster. If they get him, are they Super Bowl contenders? No. If they have Marcus Mariota at quarterback, then I put them as Super Bowl contenders, but not with Derek Carr, I don't think. Not with Derek Carr and Jay Gruden, because that's not working out so well. I don't understand why. We'll do a few more. Oh, let's just read. Let's just do a little rapid here. See if we get any good matchups here. Uh, Broncos Seahawks. Once again, another Broncos guy. We got Broncos. Um, Bills Vikings. Potential. Potential Vikings. There. I mean, it all depends on Kirk Cousins. What he can he do? He's probably got one more year there to try and prove something. Another Chiefs and Packers. That's the second one we saw. Browns, Rams. This one can definitely happen. The Rams with Matthew Stafford. I mean, we just saw their defense only giving up less than 300 points. The only team to do that all season. Fantastic. So the defense is great. The offense should be great. I mean, uh, Sean McVay was trying everything. He just didn't think Jared Goff can make the throws consistently. So, yes, the Rams could definitely get there. And also the Browns can get there as well. They had a great season this season. Everybody stepped up. Everybody was buying in. And once you get OBJ back healthy, um, you know, that's just another dynamic of the offense. So definitely the Browns can get there. They made the playoffs. They took that first step. Now can they take the next step? This guy's got a Super Bowl repeat here. Chiefs Bucks, which absolutely could happen. That should be the favorites going into next season, honestly. The Chiefs, the Bucks were the only team to stop the Chiefs offensively all season long. So is that going to change next year? Probably not. So uh, the Bucks, Chiefs could definitely get back there again. Colts Washington. Ooh, ooh, Ron Rivera takes the giant leap from, you know, winning the division with a not great record to getting into the Super Bowl. Could potentially happen. I mean, he almost beat the Bucks. He almost beat the Bucks. Taylor Heineke, game-winning drive, couldn't get it done. And the Colts, they're just a quarterback away. No longer Phillip Rivers, whoever they get, folks. They'll be Super Bowl contenders. They've got the roster around it. All righty. Um, yeah, that's looking like all the matchups. This guy's got the uh, Chiefs Falcons. That could be interesting. I would like to see the Falcons get back there. Um, they've got definitely the talent, the core. Um, maybe Matt, maybe not Matt Ryan, but we'll see what happens at that situation. Um, alrighty. So the official matchup, as we said, was Broncos, Cardinals. Bet it in bet it big, folks. Alrighty, last two stories here are in the NBA now. So if you were on Twitter last night at all from about 7 to 10, you would know that Blake Griffin probably won the game. It is now the MVP front runner and it will be selected an all-star and they won the game and he dropped 57 points because literally every NBA account, um, sport account was tweeting this clip. Smooth Blake take 
on NBA LP. This is what NBA tweeted out. That's what you tweeted out because he, he spun to the basket and got a layup. The man hasn't dunked in over two years. So we're praising this man on a spinning layup. It's a nice move, don't get me wrong. But literally, uh, folks, I'm not exaggerating. I was going to like them all and show them all on here, but it was just too many, honestly. I'm talking ESPN, NBA, SportsCentered, um, uh, Bleacher Report, Bleacher Report Gambling, Bleacher Report something else. Uh, literally every single account, every single account posted this same clip. Can we all relax? Folks, folks, everybody went crazy when he dropped 24. We haven't heard from him since. Even in this game, they still lose the game. So, yes, he had a great play in the first quarter. This happened in the first quarter. I think in the five, first five minutes. Maybe even in the first two minutes of the game, honestly. It was real early in the game. So, can we all relax, folks? I, I want Blake Griffin to be great. I love this man, but he's past his prime. He's not doing anything great. Can we start focusing on some young, you know, emerging players? Because I haven't seen anybody talk about Trey Young all, all season, and we're over here shouting him out literally every single game. I'm screaming his name. So, uh, can we all relax, folks? Blake Griffin's not good anymore. We're going to get into his stats. He still shot one of six from three. Should we should we put that on a clip? Should that be tweeted out? Should that be shown? One of six from three with only three rebounds? Should this be? Should th That should be shown. Show his stat line. Oh, my goodness. The 24-point game, the social media went crazy. One uh, spinning layup, they go crazy as well. Mm. All right, folks. All right. This is what y'all listen to and watch on a daily basis. That's fine. That's your prerogative. But, you know, this is kind of why we started the show for a little bit. A little reason right here. This one. Because they're shouting out Blake Griffin for some reason. All right. All right. All right. And then the last, the last story to do today. Um, what do we got here? Um, this is the all-star voting. Um, we'll see how our all-star our all-star selections stack up. Uh, voting goes until February 16th, so that's next Tuesday. Either on Monday or Tuesday, we'll kind of re-solidify our picks. We'll go through what we've already kind of said as the all-stars and kind of just make sure, solidify, and lock in all of our picks. So, you know, has anything changed? I think we've done it like two or three weeks ago, so... Sometime in between there, maybe our minds have changed a little bit. Uh, but let's see how our All-Stars stack up on the most voted All-Stars up until last night. So, uh, let's remind y'all what we got. These are our All-Stars. We got in the East, Trey Young, Lamella Ball. Those are our guards. And then Embiid, Tatum, and Jarrett Allen are our front court. So, let's see how we stack up in the East. Are any of our All-Stars in the top voting? The top voting guards in the East are Bradley Beal, Kyrie Irving, James Harden, Jalen Brown, Zach Levine, Trey Young. All right, we got Trey Young on there. He's currently number six, so that's good. Um, I don't know how many actually make it uh is it 10 it's not 20 they don't do 40 all-stars do they i don't think so do they do five and five i think there's 13 so like set like the top 13 i don't know however they do it but i don't like trey young being number six and he is currently he doesn't even have a million votes he's he's like a million votes out from number one okay i get bradley beals doing good but it's not translating to wins so that's why we have trey young so gotta definitely see trey young in there 
He's currently number six. Number seven is Colin Sexton. Derrick Rose at number eight. Love to see that man getting votes. Russell Westbrook at nine. Russell Westbrook at nine. Are you kidding me? Y'all put Russell Westbrook in the... Oh, my goodness. All right. All right. All right. Y'all can vote for Russell Westbrook if you want. And Fred Van Vliet is at number 10. So, unfortunately, our LaMelo Ball is currently not an all-star. Folks, get the voting. LaMelo Ball deserves to be an all-star. Get this man. Russell Westbrook's got more votes than LaMelo Ball. Are we crazy? Are y'all crazy? Alrighty, and then the front court. Let's uh, say ours again. We got Embiid, Tatum, and Jared Allen. Let's see what everybody else is voting. Number one is Kevin Durant. Two is Giannis. Three is Joel Embiid. So, you know, right pick there. Love to see that man getting votes. He's the MVP. Jason Tatum's number four. Once again, our guy again. Jimmy Butler at five. Bam Adebayo at six. DeBontis Sabonis at seven. Julius Randle at eight. Oh, recognition for him in New York. Love to see that. Gordon Hayward at nine. And Jeremy Grant at ten. Y'all put Jeremy Grant. I get it. He's the best player on the Pistons. I get that. Um, so we got officially three of our five Eastern All-Stars voted in. We have to make it happen. Get Jarrett Allen in the All-Star lineup, folks. If he was still with the Nets, you would be knowing his name, folks. Just because he's with the Cavs on the bench, he's still getting great production out there. So Jared Allen, LaMelo Ball, two kind of bench players that are elevating themselves into starters. Jared Allen will be the starter of the Cavs. Once they trade Andre Drummond or they trade Jared Allen to a good team, he can compete in the starting lineup with. And LaMelo Ball worked his way up. He averaged 12 seven and seven off the bench folks he's been in the starting lineup I think for the, like the only like the last six games and he's been absolutely balling out so we still stick with our kind of predictions here we'll have you know our Monday or Tuesday show where we kind of solidify these picks um, definitely, well, I, if, if only either Jared Allen or LaMelo Ball could get into the all-star game I think we go with LaMelo Ball. He's been fantastic in his rookie season, already better than his brother, already kind of elevating this Hornets team into a playoff spot. They're number seven, folks. So, yes, sir, we are still kind of standing behind. Get LaMelo Ball into the All-Stars, folks. Get him in there. Alrighty, let's go over to the West now. Let's do the guards. We got Chris Paul and Damian Lillard as our all-star guards in the West. Let's see where they rank in the totality of voting. Number one of guards in the West is Steph Curry. Alright, I can get behind that. The man is just absolutely single-handedly trying to will his team back to winning again. Uh, so, absolutely fantastic. He's got 4 million votes. Very well done. Truly deserved. Luka Doncic at number two, Damian Lillard at three, Donovan Mitchell at four, John Morant at five, Cam or Devin Booker at six, Chris Paul at seven. Alrighty, there it is. Those are our two. Damian Lillard at three, Chris Paul at number seven, Clay Tom. Y'all voted Clay Thompson as an All Star. Are we serious with that? I, can't, I don't even know what to say about that. CJ McCollum at 9, Alex Caruso at 10. Y'all voted Clay Thompson. All right, all right, all right. We're going to save our opinions on that uh, to ourselves. We're, we're not going to say anything about that. All righty. <clears throat> at least, our, because I swear to God, if Chris Paul was not voted an all-star and y'all put Clay Thompson in, I would have lost it. I would have lost it. Um, <laughs> all right. So now in our front court, so at least everybody's kind of on the same page with us. Chris Paul and Damian Lillard definitely deserve to be an all-star. I, I like it. And then our front court in the West, which we will have to change our vote because Christian Wood's been injured, folks. Damn it. We had LeBron James, Jokic, and Christian Wood of the Rockets. Those were our three front court 
selections. So let's see where they rank up. LeBron James, number one for the front, front court in the West. Very well done. Jokic is number two. So they're taking our advice, our voting for LeBron and Jokic, number one and two in the West. Love to see that. Kawhi Leonard, number three. Anthony Davis, number four. We were going to put Anthony Davis, but we just didn't want two members from the same team on there. So Anthony Davis, number four, Paul George, number five, Zion, number six. Oh, love to see that man get a lot of votes. That's well done. 800,000 votes for Zion Williams. Oh, I love this even more. Andrew Wiggins getting the recognition he truly deserves here. Half a million votes, and it's absolutely deserved. He's the second best player on the Warriors right now. Well, maybe I should say third because Draymond Green is still there. Besides the main core of the Warriors, Steph Curry and Draymond Green, um, Andrew Wiggins is the best player besides those big two. So absolutely love to see this man getting the recognition he deserves. Christian Wood at number eight. So, you know, our thinking is right on par. It's unfortunate he got injured and hasn't played in the last kind of three or four games. But what have the Rockets done in the last three or four games? Lose all those games, basically. I think they maybe, what did they win, one? No, they're 0-3 they're in their last three games. 0-4 in their last four games. They're on a four-game losing streak. You need Christian Wood. That just speaks to how well he should be an all-star because as soon as you take him out of the starting lineup, he the Rockets go back to not being that great, unfortunately. So, yes, Christian Wood definitely deserves to be an all-star. Hopefully he can be – it shouldn't be a big injury. He really should be coming back maybe next week. So, hopefully when the all-star game uh, – definitely in time for the all-star, he should be ready. So, yes, Christian Wood, love to see that. <clears throat> And then number nine is Brandon Ingram. Very well done. He's having great success on the Pelicans. And then Carmelo Anthony, number 10 in the front court with 346,000 votes. I mean, that's very well done as well. Carmelo Anthony, we're going to talk about him a little bit later on the show. He's absolutely putting in all the work. He's stepping up. He's being clutch. He's being that factor on the Blazers. Now that McCollum and Nurchich are not there, not healthy, Carmelo Anthony is definitely stepping up. And we saw it last night. Huge reason why the Blazers were able to beat the 76ers. So, um, all right. I think the fans got it right. The fans are kind of getting it right here. I love the respect of Christian Wood at number eight. Love to see that. Hate seeing Clay Thompson at number eight, folks. He hasn't played all season. Like, I get it. I get why. But come on. Can we be a little bit realistic? Can we give somebody else recognition? I mean, the folk, he hasn't played. Can we elevate somebody else? Who's a guard on here that we that isn't, um, that should be on here? I don't know. I don't know, but that's not the point. <laughs> Clay Thompson should not be on here. Um, Alrighty, what else do we get here? For in the front court in the east. Love seeing Julius Randle on there. Um... Very well done. Jeremy Grant, once again, very well done to him. And then for the guards in the East, very well done to Derrick Rose. Russell Westbrook should not be on there. Fred Van Vliet, that's fine. I don't care about that. Uh, Colin Sexton, mm, after that Nets game, I would definitely be voting for him. But ever since then, I mean, he hasn't really done anything, honestly. Even against the bad teams, he's not stepping up. So I don't really agree with Colin Sexton. Um, but I am very glad that, well, Trey Young is a little deeper. Um, uh, I would definitely put Trey Young over Zach Levine. I think I would put uh, over Jalen Brown. That's where it starts to get a little tough. So maybe Trey Young is number six, Jalen Brown. You may be able to leapfrog Trey Young with Jalen Brown. It's tough. It's tough. Um, alrighty. So doing pretty good there. Um, Couple more days left of voting, so get those votes in. Let's start bumping up Trey Young. Let's start bumping up Christian Wood. Let's definitely start bumping up Chris Paul because he should be above Devin Booker. He should be above John Morant. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, probably not. Damian Lillard, it's tough. So he definitely should be moving up a little bit more. Get Chris Paul some more votes. Get Christian Wood some more votes. Get Trey Young some more votes. And I think we'll be good. And definitely get LaMelo Ball some votes. Get this man in the top 10. 
Alrighty, those are our stories of the day. A little bit long here, but hey, it's Friday. Let's have a little fun, a little, you know, um, interactive with the fans out there with some great tweets and uh, seeing where the fans line up on the All-Stars. Alrighty, so now let's go to here. Um, we'll go um, over what happened in the NBA last night. We'll do our moneymaker and we'll do our power rankings and then we're out of here. So here we go. The NBA games from last night. Not a lot. Some solid games. Rockets heat and the heat win four straight wins for them. I mean, folks, all they needed is Jimmy Butler back in the starting lineup, folks. That's it. That's all they were missing. If you watch them last year in the bubble, that's their lifeblood. That is their guy. If he is not in the starting lineup, there is no other leadership on the floor. Not that nobody else is a leader on the heat, but Jimmy Butler, he's the guy. He's the superstar. He's the face of the franchise. Everybody respects the hell out of this man. Everywhere. I mean, even on teams where he leaves, everyone's like, yeah, he was kind of a, yeah, he was kind of, you know, barking at people but I mean like he he's not calling out other players for things that he would not be doing himself so he really lives by his own examples that he sets and so that's why we do like Jimmy Butler a lot here so the Heat win. Once again, the Rockets lose without Christian Wood. Yes, DeMarcus Cousins is good, but he's a bench big. He's a bench player. He's not really elevating his play in the starting lineup, and it's unfortunate. All those injuries really impacting his career. He's still a solid player, but he's a backup. And now, you know, Christian Wood being out, you elevate DeMarcus Cousins to the starting lineup, and now you've got no depth on your bench anymore. So that's why the Rockets are floundering. Even with John Wall and Victor Oladipo in the starting lineup, you need three great players. And unfortunately, the Rockets have like two and a half, and it's not getting it done so Christian Wood should be an all-star folks this tells you why right here Rockets are losing without him that's all-star mentality so very well done to the Heat and hey do we put them in the top 10 now 10 11 wins now we'll see when we get there Raptors, Celtics, and the Celtics winning. Um, and this is kind of just what we're saying about the Raptors. They're not ready to start beating the the good teams consistently. There's no reason why this kind of Raptors team should have lost to the Celtics um, with only Jason Brown and Jaylen, um, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. We'll see what Kemba Walker did. Did he have a great game? That would kind of be the only thing in my mind that would push the Celtics over the Raptors. But we know Kemba hasn't really been able to be you know counted on too much in these kind of games. So that's why we're not buying the Raptors just quite yet. You, if you can't be the Celtics without, you know, all their players, basically, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. <clears throat> Alrighty, Pacers beating the Pistons. So I mean, why, why did they all freak out against Blake uh, over Blake Griffin's 180 spin dunk or layup? Not even a dunk. It wasn't even a dunk. Um, he had a great career. We well, had a solid career in LA, but. Uh, he's definitely falling off hard, and I think we all know that. Unfortunate. Uh, so Pacers winning a game that they should win. That doesn't surprise us. This isn't a team that really steps up either against a better team. So that's why we're not buying the Raptors. That's why we're not buying the Pacers. Steph Curry gets it done over the Magic, 111-105. Very well done. I mean, the man went for 40 points, folks. Can we start giving this man a little bit more respect? He's the greatest shooter of all time. He will will his way to wins. He does not care. No Clay Thompson, no problem. You give me Andrew Wiggins, you give me a streaky as hack Kelly Oubre Jr., I guess I'll have to make it work. I guess I'll put up 40 every game if Kelly's not giving me anything. That's fine. So very well done to the Warriors. Steph Curry going wild. And then the last game of the night, the 76ers and the Blazers. Very 
very close game, came down to the wire, but the 76ers ended up losing the game, and it's not a great look by them. The Blazers, I mean, this is a great look for them, I will say that. No CJ McCollum, no Nurchich, and they all step up. Gary Trent Jr. went wild. Carmelo Anthony is having great success here, um, and, you know, Damian Lillard is doing Damian Lillard things. The man is, I tweeted this out last night, he is the top three most consistent clutch player there is in the league right now, folks. I don't know who I would put um, in, else in the top three. I think I would put definitely LeBron James, but Damian Lillard, LeBron James are definitely easily the most consistent clutch players and you know the Blazers are winning because of the way that Damian Lillard is playing even though they're missing two great pieces everybody's stepping up because Damian Lillard is a great leader he's a great point guard he's a great floor general and very well done to the Blazers upsetting the 76ers last night 118-114. Alrighty, let's go a little bit deeper into these stats now. Let's go back to Heat and the Rockets, and let's start with the Rockets. Jimmy Butler, triple-double, yes, sir. 27 points, 10 assists, and 10 rebounds. Got to the line 11 times, only took two three-pointers. This is what we know about Jimmy Butler. Doesn't really take the threes a lot, solid play everywhere else, and that's exactly what we get from Jimmy Butler. So once again, very well done. And once again, I mean, they're still doing all this without Goran Dragic, folks. Like, Goran Dragic is kind Kind of the number two on this team. It goes Jimmy Butler, Goran Dragic, then probably Bam Adebayo. Then, I mean, it's a kind of a tie for four between Kendrick Nunn and um, Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero. They also didn't even have Tyler Hero for this game either. So, very well done. It's Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler is this team, folks. So, when he is in the starting lineup, they are fine. We also see Kelly Olenek in the starting lineup as well. He's usually a bench player. So, they are losing depth because Goran Dragic and Avery Bradley and Tyler Hero are all not playing. So, a huge great sign here for the team. They're beating a Rockets team. They're shorthanded. The Heat are shorthanded if the heat are more shorthanded than the Rockets and they find ways to win the game I do also want to point out that um, who went down PJ Tucker ended up getting injured in this game and it really kind of turned the tide Uh, lost all momentum at that point he kind of I think he exited kind of later or mid third quarter and I believe the Rockets had the lead at that time so PJ Tucker is a huge piece he's a beef down low he's a great number four so you know now you lose your number four you've got no height with DeMarcus Cousins now that uh, you know uh, Christian Wood is out so now you you're actually small ball and you're not that great at really hitting the threes as consistently as you know the previous small ball Rockets teams that we've seen Um, so that's another reason why the Rockets lost last night unfortunate there um, so Jimmy Butler, great stat line. Kelly Olynyk, pretty good game. Six points, but 13 rebounds. That's very well done. Bam Adebayo, 10 points, 13 rebounds, and eight assists. So even better than Kelly Olynyk. And Kelly Olynyk, he's a great, he's a solid bench player. I don't really like him in the starting lineup, but I mean, they're very shorthanded here, so they got to elevate that man to the starting lineup. So everybody needs to, needs to take a chill pill on this Heat team, especially Paul Pierce, you know, saying that the Heat wouldn't even make the playoffs. That was nonsense at the time. Um, he obviously doesn't know that Jimmy Butler is the light blood maybe he should start watching tapes by takes by fans a little bit more um what else do we get here um Duncan Robinson 15 points 5 of 11 from 3 Kendrick Nunn 16 points 5 rebounds 3 assists 2 of 10 from 3 not the greatest definitely could have shot a little bit better uh but did just enough and as we said no Tyler Hero no Goran Dragic and they still pull off the win so very well done to the Heat 
Let's go to the Rockets now. John Wall, only 17 points. A little light, right? I mean, you need John Wall and Victor Oladipo to both get you 20. And Victor Oladipo getting you only 6 points, that's not going to work out. Even if they're scoring coming from other sources, you need your superstars to step up. Like Jimmy Butler does on a gamely basis. That's why they win when Jimmy Butler's in the starting lineup. Uh, DeMarcus Cousins had a pretty decent game. We will shout him out of here. 16 points, 11 rebounds. Very well done. P.J. Tucker, as we said, I mean, if he would have closed out this game, the Rockets probably win. I, I do kind of feel comfortable saying that. Uh, eight points, three rebounds, just kind of a great defense. Um, I mean, he was the only one positive plus uh, in the plus minus. So, I mean, you know, if he plays the entire game, they probably win. Eric Gordon off the bench has been really great here this season. Didn't shoot well, but still put up 17 points, uh, four assists and two rebounds off the bench. Daniel House Jr., little lackluster on the threes, nine points, only one of nine from three. Definitely has to shoot a little bit better than that. So uh, Rockets, I mean, when they start losing some pieces, they lose all their mojo, they lose all their energy. And, you know, Victor, Victor Oladipo and John Wall can't really seem to be the main guys, unfortunately, on a night-in, night-in basis. So unfortunate here by the Rockets. They are in our power rankings, so we'll see what we do with them, but not looking great. All righty, let's go to Raptors and Celtics now. We'll start here with the winning, or no, the losing Raptors. Let's start with the losing team here. Fred Van Vliet, five points, and y'all voted this man an all-star against the Celtics, against a team that they really needed to kind of beat to kind of solidify their kind of um, their toughness, their kind of place in this league, in the top tiers of this league, but they couldn't even do that. Fred Van Vliet, this is what we know. We are kind of seeing some spotty performances. Now, everybody else kind of had some great game or kind of a great performance in the starting lineup. We get Norman Powell with 15 points. That's very solid. Pascal Siakam, 23 points on 57% shooting. Very well done. Absolutely. Aaron Baines, 8 points, 8 rebounds. Solid play by him. Um, Fred Van Vliet, as we said, only five points. He did have 11, 11 assists, so I will give him that. But the five points, got to score. That's why y'all lost. Y'all only put up what? 106. They put up 120. Where was those 14 points? Fred Van Vliet could have went easily 19 points, 11 assists. That's kind of That should have been easy for him. But we know he... He is streaky. He is one of the streaky ones. Pascal Siakam, Fred Van Vliet have been very streaky this season. Siakam has kind of started to clean it up these last couple games, but Fred Van Vliet is still a little streaky, so we're not 100% sold on this Raptors team. Kyle Lowry, 24.6 assists. That's what we're talking about. Kyle Lowry has really been consistent all season for this Raptors team, and that's what we know. They're, he is their only superstar on this team, folks. So Kyle Lowry doing his thing, leading scorer. That's what we will love to see out there. Chris Butcher off the bench, another good performance, 12.6 rebounds. Stanley Johnson, 9 points off the bench. Solid there. So, unfortunate by the Raptors. Not everybody's stepping up in the starting lineup, and that's what we know. Those are our keys to success for the Raptors. All the starters need 10-plus points, and Siakam, Fred VanVleet, and Kyle Lowry, two of those three players need to be putting up 20 points a game. All right, let's go to the Celtics now. Jason Tatum didn't even have a great game. Not a monster game. Good performance all around, but only 17 points. Uh, but we had other great 20-point performers too. So uh, 17 points by Jason Tatum, 19 assists, 6 rebounds. Very, very well done there. Jalen Brown, 12 points. So, I mean, folks, you lose a game where the Celtics big two, Jason Brown and Jalen Tatum, I don't know why I keep switching their names around. It's super frustrating. I do it all the time. I can't stop it. I can't stop it. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, they they only combined for 29 points. 
That should have been a win, honestly. That should have been a win. But very well done. We got to shout out these other players because other players stepped up. So, Semi Olaje, 24 points. I think this is his first time in the starting lineup, and this definitely worked. You don't have, I mean, I mean that lineup of Daniel Tyson, freaking Tristan Thompson. I don't know what they were, they were trying to do with that. So, Semi Olaje moves to the four. Daniel Tyson moves to the five, and it seems to work out pretty dang well. Semi Olaje, if you're getting great scoring points from anybody else besides Jason Tatum, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, stick with that lineup, please. So, yes, I love this lineup here. This is great. Semi Ulige at the three or at the four. Kemba Walker with 21 points. That's what we're talking about. Shot decently as well. 41% from the field and 62% from the three. Five of eight from the three. So, very well done by Kemba Walker. Nice 21-point performance out there. And then who else had 20? We got Peyton Pritchard off the bench. 20 points, 5 rebounds. Shot 60% from the field and 75% from the 3. Very well done. Tristan Thompson off the bench. 4 points, 11 rebounds. That's more his speed. A bench big. That's what we're talking about. All right, Brad Stevens. We may be able to buy the Celtics just off this one game alone, honestly. I actually like this lineup now. This is what we got. Kemba at the 2. Jalen Brown at the or Kemba Walker at the 1. Jalen Brown at the two, Jason Tatum at the three, Semi Ulige at the four, and Daniel Tice at the five. This is the lineup. Brad Stevens cracked the code, folks. This is how you make it work without Marcus Smart and Gordon Hayward and all that. And, uh, you know, without Ennis Cantor from last season as well. Taco Fall even got into the game. This, I mean, the game was such a blowout. I mean, that's a disrespect to the Raptors. If Taco Fall comes into your game, you know you didn't perform well. So, Taco Fall, definitely, I would need him incorporated. He's the best big that they have. He's better than Daniel Tice. He's better than um, Tristan Thompson. He's definitely better than Robert Williams, honestly. So, love to see Taco Fall get into the game. The big old, how old, how, how tall is he? I think he's like 7'3". <laughs> Just ridiculous. Um, what do we got here officially? 7'5". Oh, my goodness. Oh, my gosh. And he's so good, too. Uh, so, he gets in for two minutes off the bench. Four points and two rebounds. In two minutes of play, four points, two rebounds. Get this man in the starting lineup. Brad Stevens, you will win a ring if you sub out Taco Fall for Daniel Tice in the starting lineup. Have Tristan Thompson come off the bench. Don't even play Daniel Tice, and you'll, you'll win every game. So, I do like the starting lineup. All right, Brad Stevens. Let's give it up for him. He's cracked the code. He's found out how to have a good rotation here this is how you do it folks well let's keep an eye on this uh, Celtics team as, as we as we move forward alrighty let's move on what do we got here Pacers Pistons let's start here with the Pacers um, all right, who performed like they should? I mean, this is a team that they should have beat, so this is kind of like we know about the Pacers. Devontis Sabonis, 26 points, 8 assists, 8 rebounds. Great game by him. Usual game by him. He shot very well, 64% from the field, 50% from the three. Doug McDermott, 9 points. Miles Turner, 14 points, 8 rebounds. Justin Holiday, 11 points. Malcolm Brogdon, 18 points. All the starters getting it done. That's what we're about here. I like to see that. And then we get, you know, solid contribution off the bench. Definitely by Jeremy Lamb, 17 points. Shooting 85% in three of three from the three. Absolutely magnificent. And five rebounds just to top it off. And one assist and two steals in 28 minutes off the bench. That is fantastic. And TJ McConnell, seven points. We'll take it. Seven points, seven assists, and six rebounds. Absolutely off the bench. He did play a lot of minutes but still off the bench still solid solid production right there 
And then Aaron Holiday, once again, great production. In only 12 minutes, 7 points. So great from the starters. Very, very good from the bench. So very well done to the Pacers. Still not buying them 100%. But this is, you know, this is the Pacers team. This is what they are. Everybody gets it done. Starters, bench, solid play. And they can win some games. But, you know, they start need, they do need to start challenging these better teams. All right, Pistons now. Blake Griffin, we all saw the highlights all over Twitter last night. So he must have went absolutely wild, right? Not really. He did have 16 points, which is a lot, which is a lot more than he's averaging. I think he's averaging like six points a game. It's not great, um, but 16 points a game. I will give him that. The six assists, very well done there. Three rebounds, yeah, pretty. Just kind of on the cusp of all right, you know. Let's get start get five plus, but three. I'll I'll take it. One of six from three. Once again, come on. You cannot be having more three pointers attempted than rebounds. Is that's not your game. I know that's what you want your game to be because we obviously see you cannot dunk anymore. You kind of lost your bungees, and it's truly unfortunate. I mean, it's absolutely unfortunate because I mean, folks, Lob City. I mean, that era, that kind of golden era. What is it like? Four four great years, three four great years. And now he's here with the Pistons, and he's just not in old, his old self. So, unfortunate for Blake Griffin. Still not shooting great. 38% from the field. One of six from three. Not going to get it done. Um, got to the line five times, so I will commend that. You know, getting into the paint. So, decent game by Blake Griffin. Definitely decent. His second best game of the season, I would say. His first was obviously, you know, the 20-plus point performance. I think it was 24 officially. Uh, but whatever. Alrighty, who else stepped up? Not a lot of people. We get Jeremy Grant only nine points. Got to be a little bit more consistent here. Um, leading scorer was Josh Jackson off the bench with 18 points and eight rebounds. That's well done. And only, and only 24 minutes as well. Very well done. So, I mean, there's really nothing great on this Pistons team. It is truly unfortunate, but they don't have the superstar. They don't even have a great player. Jeremy Grant's their best player and he's not even stepping up. What is, what's he even, what is he even averaging? 20, damn, he's averaging 23, five and three. All right. That's good. Yeah. He's definitely their best player, but last night, not great. Nine points. All right. So Pacers get the win. 111.95. Here we go, Warriors and uh, Magic. We'll start here with the Warriors. Stephen Curry, 40 points, 5 assists, 4 steals, 8 rebounds, 52% from 3. 10 of 19 from 3, folks. 14 of 26 from the field overall. I mean, holy moly, he hit 10 threes. I cannot believe it. Well, I, sh I can't believe it because it's Curry. He's the best shooter of all time. Gosh darn. Uh, Andrew Wiggins, once again, Steph Curry goes for 40. But Andrew Wiggins like, I'm still going to get my 20, folks. Y'all better not disrespect me. I oh, my God. I cannot shout out Andrew Wiggins. I may have to put him in our kind of... We, we may have to take out uh, Christian Wood here in our front court, honestly, and put Andrew Wiggins. It's unfortunate. Christian Wood has missed a little bit of time here. That's the only reason why we're taking him out. But we are going to put in Andrew Wiggins right now. We got to get this man in the All-Star. Is he officially a front court? He should be. Y'all are making us go down this far to find Andrew Wiggins? Are you serious? We got to go past Bojan Marjanovic? Boban? Or, or did I miss him? I must have missed him. He cannot, he cannot be this deep down. There's no way. There's no way. I must have missed him. Let me just search him. I actually kind of just kind of want to see where they placed him, honestly. Where is Andrew Wiggins? Maybe I didn't miss him. Maybe they disrespected this man and put him all the way down at the bottom. That would be the truly disrespect. Um... 
Derek Jones Jr., they have him over Kelly or over Andrew Wiggins. I like Derek Jones Jr., don't get me wrong, but there's no way he's better than Andrew Wiggins right now. I cannot believe this. Jared Dudley, there's no way. I have to be missing this man. I gotta be missing. He must be a guard or something. Let's see. Let's see what they got him at. Andrew Wiggins. Where are we at? Here he is. I just missed him. I just missed him. All right. So let's vote for him. Now that I know what his picture is looking like, can we finally <laughs> see where he is on this chart here? <laughs> let's see. Oh, we did vote for him. So, yes. Oh, okay. He's right here. Yeah, we missed him. He's, he's exactly where he needs to be. Third row down. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. All right. <laughs> all right. So, yes, our official picks now. We got Andrew Wiggins instead of Christian Wood. It's unfortunate. Like we said, Christian Wood's fantastic. And if Christian Wood comes back before the 16th, we may be able to kind of put him back in here. But we definitely got to see how he does. But we got to shout out Andrew Wiggins. Absolutely magnificent here. Love it. 21 points. I mean, folks, 61% shooting. Absolutely. I mean, folks, I can't praise him enough. Uh, Kelly Oubre Jr. All right, once again, great game by him. Finally stepping up here. Third leading score. This is how it should be every game. Steph Curry goes wild. Andrew Wiggins, solid game. And Kelly Oubre, solid game. Like, Steph Curry goes for 30. Uh, Andrew Wiggins, 20. Kelly Oubre, 20. That's not out of the realm of what they can do on a nightly basis. So, Kelly Oubre stepping it up here. 17 points and 10 rebounds and 4 assists. And shot well. 50% from the field and 3 of 7 from 3. So, this is a good performance by Kelly Oubre would like to see him in 20 like 20 to 22 25 points something around those lines but we'll give him 17 here not terrible and then off the bench Michael Mulder very well done 11 points what else do we get here Juan Toscano Anderson still in the starting lineup and still doing decent decent things out here great defender nine points overall very well done um, and then Draymond Green still doing Draymond Green things eight points 11 assists, 6 rebounds, 1 steal, 2 blocks, just getting it done. Defense, beef, down low, floor general, he's all of those things. So, yes, sir. Um, still no James Wiseman, unfortunately. Need to get this man back as soon as possible off the bench. Um, I think it's definitely where he fits the best so far in his rookie career. Uh, but, yeah, this Warriors team, they're still good, folks. As long as they have Curry, can never count them out. Alrighty, and then the last game of the night, the 76ers and the Blazers. Let's start with the winning team, the Blazers. Can you imagine that? Um, they did. They did win it. And these are these are the reasons why they won it. Well, Damian Lillard is consistent as heck and puts up 30 points. Didn't shoot the greatest 28% overall, but still put up 30 points. Got to the line 15 times. I mean, that's exactly how you do it, folks. And had seven assists to go along with all those points. Gary Trent Jr., great contribution as well. 19 points on 5 of 7 shooting from 3. Very, very, very well done. Derek Jones Jr., 9 points, 7 rebounds. Love this kid's athleticism. Definitely needs to rein it in a little bit more. And definitely needs to kind of tone his game. But he's got all the tangibles. He's got all the athleticism to be a real great player in this league. It could be real dangerous, folks. He could be real, real dangerous. Ennis Cantor in the starting lineup, um, very, very well done. 10 points, 14 rebounds, 7 of those offensive, so handling his own in the paint against Joel Embiid. He was a minus 7 in the plus minus, which isn't bad in a close game, folks, truly. Uh, so Ennis Cantor getting it done. 
Carmelo Anthony off the bench, 24 points, 4 of 5 from 3, 60% from the field overall. This man has been super consistent, super clutch, just huge shots whenever his team needs it, and he always steps up. We saw this last year in the bubble, really revitalizing his career. We bought into him last year in the bubble, and he is kind of carrying it over here into this season. So very well done to Carmelo off the bench, 24 points. That's what. That's exactly what you want from the man. Anthony Simmons, 11 points off the bench. Rodney Hood, 8 points off the bench. This team is real kind of deep, folks. They still got Melo, Rodney Hood, and Anthony Simmons off the bench, and they still don't even have... Nurchich or CJ McCollum or even Zach Collins. I am a kind of a decent fan of Zach Collins. Uh, I believe he was on the Thunder for a little bit. Is that correct? I'll have to double check that one. But um, Zach Collins still could be a force in this league as well. So this Blazers team is deep. They're winning without two of their main pieces in Nurchich and McCollum. Dillard or Lillard is still freaking stepping it up on it. He's like I said, he's one of the three consistently clutch players. He will get you the bucket in the fourth quarter. He will win you the game. I will have complete faith in Damian Lillard whenever he shoots. All right, now let's go to the 76ers. They had a real tough night shooting the three, and that's not great, folks, because they have Danny Green and Seth Curry and Tobias Harris. That should not be happening, and even Joel Embiid, who can hit the three. So they really should not be missing the three, and that was what was missing in this game here. They only hit six threes while the Blazers hit 17. That will do it right there. That will do it right there. So unfortunate, Danny Green doesn't step up. Why would we ever expect him to step up? He never does. Five points. Tobias Harris, a tad light by him, a tad, 17 points, but he did have five assists and six rebounds to go along with that. Like we said, 0 5 from, 0 of 5 from three by that man, not going to get it done, especially in this close game. They lost by what, five? Four. They lost by four. So, I mean, 1-3, one-point game. Who knows what happens at that point? Seth Curry, he had a decent first half, really kind of trailed off in the second half here. 15 points, 3 of 7 from 3, just a mediocre game. But Joel Embiid, still great as always, 35 points, 9 rebounds, 3 assists, shot 52%, hit 1 of 2 from 3, classic Joel Embiid game. And then off the bench, no great performances here. Korkmaz had a decent, he had like one decent, um, I think he had a decent play out there in the fourth quarter, uh, but only seven points, five rebounds. Dwight Howard, three points, five rebounds in 13 minutes. It's not bad. Um, definitely the starters, little little bit of a letdown. And Danny Green, it always comes back to Danny Green. Everybody else did what they're supposed to do. Ben Simmons, 23 points. I forgot to mention this man. This man was fantastic. His defense was absolutely great all game. 23 points. By uh, Ben Simmons, 9 assists, 11 rebounds, just great defense as well. He shot 10 of 12, folks. We know he doesn't like the jumpers. He doesn't like the threes. So, he, you know, he gets into the paint, and that's what he does. So, very well done to all the starters except Danny Green. This Get this man off the team. I've seen enough. Get Danny Green off the team. I'm sick of this man weighing down teams he's on. Couldn't step up for the Lakers. Not stepping up here for the 76ers. It's Danny Green, folks. That's all it is. He's not good, and it's super frustrating. He's a decent defender. I'll give him that. Can't hit the threes consistently. Alrighty, now we go to the Blazers now. Um, did we already do the Blazers? Yeah, we already. <laughs> I felt like we already did the Blazers. All right, so that was the NBA from last night. Um, let's see what's on tap today. Any great games on? There should be primetime games. It is Friday. Yes, we do got two games. All right. A lot of games on tonight, so we got a lot to pick from in our moneymaker, which is always great. A lot of options, a lot of value potentially to be found. We will find it. All righty. We got Timberwolves and the Hornets. 
meh. Carl Anthony Towns is back, so we probably stay away from this game. Uh, Knicks-Wizards, probably stay away from it. Knicks should win, but it's the Wizards. You know, maybe they pull it out. Probably not, though. Spurs-Hawks, all right. Good test for this Hawks team to kind of get back on track here. Good defense by the Spurs. We'll see how the Hawks are able to handle it. Pelicans and the Mavericks, all right, rising kind of streaking Mavericks. I think they're on a kind of a mini win streak here. Two, three, four games. Do I dare say four games for the Mavericks? What are they at? Three. Yeah, I didn't think it was quite four yet. But still, I mean, a decent opponent here in the Pelicans. This should be a good game. Probably won't get any great value. The line will probably be like two, one or two. So no great value there, most likely. Clippers, Bulls. Clippers should have no trouble. We probably will swallow these points by the Clippers. Pistons, Celtics, um, Celtics should win it. I mean, they just beat the Raptors. The Pistons are worse than the Raptors. Nuggets, Thunder, Nuggets um, should start getting back on track. They had a little bit of a rough last week. So let's see if they can get back on track here. Bucks, Jazz, that one should be very good. Um, is this a back-to-back? -back? Was this a back-to-back? -back? Did the Jazz just play the Bucks? Who just played the Bucks? Uh, let me look at this. Let me look at this. What do we got the Bucks at? Um... No, they did not play the Jazz. All right. All right. They placed the Nuggets. That's what I was thinking of. All right. Uh, Grizzlies-Lakers. This is our game on television tonight, the 10 o'clock game. I forgot to now see a 7.30 game, so we'll go back there. But at 10 o'clock, it's Grizzlies and the Lakers on ESPN. And then at 7.30, it's Pelicans and the Mavericks. So that's a, definitely a good one to watch. Definitely two great teams, two rising teams. We'll see who gets the better of the other. And then the last two games, Blazers-Cavs. The Blazers on a back-to-back. -back. Let's see if they can kind of keep up their performance from last night. And then the Kings and the Magic. And uh, Kings, we know... Uh, we might be taking the Kings tonight, folks. We may be taking the Kings tonight. They are streaking good. Alrighty, let's get these lines updated. See if we see any great value here. Let's get this money maker back on track and chugging along for the rest of the season. No more losing days in our money maker. We're putting our foot down. We're getting the best value. Alrighty, so here we go. Wizards and Knicks and Knicks minus two and a half. We probably should take that, right? Like, that should happen. Um, let's come back to it. I don't know if I want to bet on the Knicks just quite yet. Derrick Rose's first performance was very good and definitely signs of what is to come. But let's see kind of how – let's give them two, three, four games maybe before we start buying into the Knicks heavy. But we'll come back to that. It's not bad value there. Knicks minus two and a half. Alrighty, Timberwolves and the Hornets, and the Hornets minus three and a half. I just don't know if Cody Zeller is going to be able to handle Carl uh, Anthony Towns. Carl Anthony Towns had a, first, a good first game, and we expect him to get better every single game that he's back there. So, unfortunately, we're going to have to sit this game out just to kind of judge uh, what this Timberwolves team is now doing now that Carl Anthony Towns is kind of mm, decently acclimated back into the starting lineup. One game, we give everybody that one first game. Usually the second game, everything, you know, gels very nicely. Pelicans Mavericks on ESPN, and it's Pelicans plus three. That's not bad value either. Um, uh, Steven Adams should be able to handle Porzingis down low. Zion should be able to help with that beef down low as well. Mavericks, they are kind of trending up. So are the Pelicans decently. Um, we may take this game, this game just because it's on television and I think you get decent value here with the Pelicans plus three. These two teams are very, very similar. 
they've got great potential on the rosters, but they don't show it every single night. Uh, where the Mavericks have, they have one great superstar. Then you really just have to rely on everybody else. Same thing with, with the Pelicans. You really have to rely on Zion, but I trust Brandon Ingram a lot more than anybody else on the Mavericks. I trust Steven Adams a lot on this Mavericks team or on this Pelicans team. And Lonzo Ball is having decent success here in these last three or four games. So I think we're going to we're gonna go with the Pelicans here. The Mavericks, all they have is Doncic, and I think Porzingis can get locked up down low. So we'll take the three here by the Pelicans. Should be a close game, and we'll rock with the points here. First decent value of the night, I believe. Spurs, Hawks, Hawks minus two. Like I said, I mean, I just need this Hawks team to get a little bit deeper. In the Spurs team, they're so hit and miss. I honestly don't like to bet any games that the Spurs are playing because you get no judgment on this team. There's, It's literally one game is good, one game is bad for no other, for no reason. It's, it's kind of crazy. Spurs are the one team that I just can't judge. I can't get a sense of. So, unfortunately, we are going to stay away from this team, this game, this spread, this matchup. Clippers, Bulls, and Clippers minus seven, and I think we're going to take it, folks. We, you know, we do have to swallow some points at some times, and I think this is fine. Zach Levine and Kobe White had their big breakout game. All right, they can go back to floundering, where at least Kobe White can. Zach Levine will probably still get 30 because nobody else can score on that team. Uh, let me quickly, quickly look up here. I will give NBA Fantasy Labs one more chance here before I go back to score mobile on my phone. Um, what else do we get? Oh, look at this. Tyler Hero has cleared health and safety protocols. Absolutely fantastic. Only I think he only missed like one game on there. So that's great there. Robert Williams is out uh, today. He was out last game, so I'm not worried about that. Kemba Walker is out today. Fantastic. So, you know, this the Celtics get a little bit worse. Uh, so they play tonight. I don't know. Who do they play? Do we miss that? Who did I say? Oh, they face the Pistons. So definitely got to stay away from that game. No great value either way. Um, all right, let's go back to this Twitter account. So no Kemba Walker, no Robert Williams for the uh, Celtics. D'Angelo Russell out at least two more games. Unfortunate here. Got to see D'Lo and Cat back together again. Ennis Cantor, and now we're to tomorrow's information. So we don't have any information on the Clippers. I'm assuming that means that Paul George and Kawhi Leonard will play. Let me just double check that. I'll have to start bringing up the score mobile site. Hopefully they got a good website. I don't know what their actual website is. I do use their app though. I definitely highly recommend it. Um, they are kind of usually pretty decent on the who's out and who's um, who's probable and questionable and all that. So they're usually pretty good about that. I was just trying to shout out that NBA Fantasy Lab Twitter, but uh, unfortunate. Um, Paul George is out. So unfortunately, I think we may have to stay away from this Bulls game. Who do we get out for the Bulls? Otto Porter, Laurie McCannon, Stella out. So usual suspects still out for the Bulls. Do we still ride with it? No Paul George? I think we still ride with it. Minus 7. That's probably why it's minus 7 and not like minus 10.5, honestly. Alrighty, Clippers minus 7. We don't like doing this when Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are out, but we're going to bite the bullet here. Clippers minus 7. We may be able to get some better value in some of these other games and we can come back and take the Clippers out. But, uh, you know, everybody else was kind of stepping it up last time Paul George was out, so we'll rock with it. Bulls, they, they had their one good game. I'm sure they get brought, brought back down to earth this game. Pistons, Celtics, and Celtics minus eight. No way, no way. Even without Kemba Walker, that just means they're 
not deep on the bench anymore. So uh, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum will even have to step up even more, even more now. Um, you know, Brad Stevens, his lineup rotation can't even last one day because they need Kemba Walker in that starting lineup too. So unfortunate, we're definitely not swallowing eight points there. Um, Bucks, Jazz, Jazz minus two and a half against the Bucks. Oh boy, oh boy. I really wish this was the game on t national TV today. This is the best game. I think that's going to be on two elite teams here. Jazz minus two and a half. Rudy Gobert should be able to handle um, Giannis. The three-point barrage by the Jazz should be good. Let me make sure I'm not missing anybody out on this Jazz team because we may be swallowing some points here. Mike Connolly is out. All right, a decent out by the Jazz, but Donovan Mitchell should be able to kind of, you know, keep up pace with that, and Joe Ingles should be able to step it up in the starting lineup. So Jazz minus 2.5. We're going to take an important game here, tough game, but uh, Bucks on the road, something does not go right. Either they can't eat down low or the threes don't fall. It's something, or Giannis doesn't hit the free throws. It's something. It's honestly something. So Jazz minus 2.5 we're going to take. Thunder, Nuggets, Nuggets minus 12, and I do like it. The Nuggets are good, but I'm not going to swallow 12 points, especially when we got decent value either um, on some other games here. Lakers, Grizzlies, Lakers minus 6.5. I do not believe Anthony Davis is playing in this game. Let me double-check this. Game time decision, LeBron James and Anthony Davis. I feel like one of those two players will not be playing. Grizzlies, they are kind of emerging here. We'll see how this game, how this is kind of a true test. They just had a nice win earlier in this week. I'm blanking on who, but it was a good win. I want to say it was like uh, the I want to say it was like the Hawks. Might have been the Hawks. So that's a solid win there. And now against this Lakers team. So we'll just watch this game, collect information on this game to help, uh, help us with our bets down the line. So we stay away from Lakers, Grizzlies, Cavs, Blazers, Blazers minus three and a half over the Cavs, Blazers coming off of a huge win, so we are going to kind of stay away from them this game, we'll see if anybody's out here in a back-to-back -back here, I'm sure somebody's taking the night off here, load management is killing this game. Um, and actually, no, nobody. All right. So maybe load management isn't killing this game, but it still is. It still is. Um, Blazers minus three and a half is decent here. Cavs hasn't really stepped up in a huge while, so Blazers minus three should be good. I think we're going to rock with it. I know it's in a back-to-back, -back and this one probably will kill us, but, um, you know, of what we're seeing by this team, we got to give them praise, especially with um, what's going on in our power rankings. We're going to take the risk here. Uh, Blazers minus three and a half, and then the last game of the night, Kings and the Magic, and Kings minus eight and a half, so Vegas is valuing the Kings very high like we do. So we stay away from it. So a nice little four-teamer here, a, an extra boosted moneymaker here. Usually we hover around two to three, but we're at four this game today, folks. A big old Friday. Make your money today. Didn't y'all get paid today? Come on, Friday. Y'all get paid on Friday. When y'all get paid? Well, whenever you get paid, bet, bet your entire paycheck on our moneymaker here. Uh, Pelicans plus three, Clippers minus seven, Jazz minus two and a half, Blazers minus three and a half, plus 1,224. So if you bet a hundred bucks, you win $1,224. That's pretty gosh darn great, isn't it? Um, so yeah, I mean, you've got a paycheck coming, take a hundred bucks, put it on this moneymaker, feeling real good about this. Pelicans plus three, Clippers minus seven, Jazz minus two and a half, and Blazers minus three and a half. 
Alrighty, let's go to our main topic of the day, which is our NBA power rankings. We update this list every Friday. We give these teams a week to breathe. Let's see what y'all did in this last week, and we move you around accordingly. So we do have a new number one. We do have two new teams in the top ten, and we do have a lot of kind of rearrangement. This was the power rankings coming into this week. At 10, we had the Blazers, 9 Bucks, 8 Hornets, 7 Rockets, 6 Nuggets, Kings, 5 Nets, 4 Jazz, 3 Lakers, 2, and 76ers, 1. Now, in the middle of the week, we had an impromptu NBA power ranking adjustment, a small adjustment. We had the Clippers at 5, but when the Kings beat the Clippers, we instantly swapped them. We didn't even move anybody. We didn't put the Kings at 10 and move everybody down a spot we just instantly swapped Clippers and Kings at five so Clippers are currently no longer in the top 10 and the Kings are at number five because of that reason um, alrighty so let's um, go through top down 10 to 1 tell y'all what they did in the last week tell you what we're doing in the movement um, all right do we have to preface anything should we tell you who we're getting kicked out we'll do it at, at when it goes um, all right, well, let's go with uh, the two teams that are being kicked out. Is it two or is it more? Um, definitely the first team that we had to kick out, unfortunately, was the Hornets. Unfortunate. A little bit of a rough week here. Two and two. Um, they beat the Wizards and the Rockets. Solid wins there. Decent wins. Rockets is a decent win. I think either Victor Oladipo or John Wall didn't play that game. Something like that. Wizards, obviously, not a great win. Um, and then the losses were against the Jazz and the Grizzlies. Actually, kind of good teams that they lost against. So just unfortunate about the Hornets. They just need a better big. I really think that's their only problem. So we do have to knock off the Hornets. Uh, truly unfortunate because I do kind of like LaMelo Ball and what he's able to kind of do for this team. So unfortunate the Hornets are getting knocked out of the top 10. Another team getting knocked out of the top 10, unfortunately, is the Rockets. We need Christian Wood in the starting lineup now, and until he gets back there, I really don't see this Rockets team winning a lot of games. I mean, folks, they went 0-4 this week. Lost to the Heat, lost to the Spurs, lost to the Hornets, lost to the Pelicans. I mean, come on, come on. They should not be losing, you know, four in a row like this, especially with Victor Oladipo and John Wall. They, those two alone should be able to make it work, but now we got load management, and one, one plays and the other doesn't, and then the other plays and the other doesn't load management like I said is killing this game folks yes it's a long season yes there's a lot of games to be played but that doesn't mean that you can take off games early on in the season kind of like what the Nets are doing I know it's not you know all their fault like Kevin Durant in the health and safety protocols but even before that it'd be like two playing Kyrie Irving takes the night off James Harden takes the night off you really can't do that especially when you have to kind of get into a rhythm it takes time to build that rhythm to get the starting lineups right to get the bench rotations right it takes the time so you can't be taking games off and I truly don't like it honestly so Hornets or yeah Hornets and Rockets are out of the top 10 unfortunate truly unfortunate by those two teams we're big on those teams we're big on some players on those teams but we got to make way we got to make way and the Clippers are also not going to be mentioned in the top 10 we're not putting them in back in the top 10 here um not a great week by them as well one and three, one and two. The last, uh, the last week since last Friday, they beat the Timberwolves. Congratulations! They beat the Timberwolves with Carl Anthony Towns' first game back in no D'Lo. Congrats! Uh, but then they lost to the Celtics and the Kings, and those are two decent teams here. Um, once again, kind of the 
Clippers are kind of like with the load management as well. Paul George is out. Kawhi Leonard's out. They barely play, play together. Now, you know, some injuries in there as well. I get it. But at the end of the day, you have to be playing, getting that rotation, getting that chemistry with your entire team, your lineup, your starters, your bench. You have to get that all figured out before we get into the playoffs. And so far, Rockets aren't doing that. Nets aren't doing that. Clippers aren't doing that. And Hornets, we took out just because they, they don't have a greater team. They don't have a great team overall. Alrighty here. So now we can um now we can go. Alright, now we can go on this. Alright, here we go. Going starting from ten, going all the way down to number one. Our new number ten team is going to be, yes, sir, yes, sir, the Miami Heat. Jimmy Butler is back, folks. And they are better, or they're kind of back at where they left off in the bubble. As long as Jimmy Butler is in the starting lineup, expect them to win. In the last week, they have won three games. They have No, four games. They've beaten the Wizards, the Knicks twice, and we just saw the Rockets last night. So, great performances here. Everybody's really stepping it up. And, you know, still, Goran Dragic is not even in the starting lineup. Once he gets there, this team is going to lift off even more. They're deep. People can hit the three. Kelly Olynyk's in the starting lineup, and they're still winning. Usually, he's a good bench player. Tyler Hero has been missing a couple of games here. Kendrick Nunn is missing a couple games in the starting lineup. So, just with every all the chaos, all the rotations, all the adjustments that they have to make, they still find out ways to win when Jimmy Butler is in the starting lineup. He's now in the starting lineup. We can start buying the C team a little bit more. Shout out to Eric Spolstra. Just, I mean, on a nightly basis, he has to come up with a new starting rotation. It seems like every single game. So, shout out to him and the Heat are still playing absolutely fantastic defense for the entire game. That's something that we don't talk enough about here. This Heat defense is absolutely magnificent. They all buy in. They all play defense. They all hit the three. They all give it their all because they know Jimmy Butler does not take no shit and he definitely doesn't take any plays off and he doesn't let any of his teammates take the take any plays off and all the teammates buy in. So we love this Heat team. They've got the three-point shooters. They got the big in Bam Adebayo. They got the leader in Jimmy Butler. They got the depth in Kendrick Nunn and Duncan Robinson and Andre Iguodala still and Tyler Hero and Goran Dragic. So they're still very deep. Once everybody's healthy, once they're all not injured anymore, and this they're deep, folks. They are truly very deep. So Heat at number 10. Now, this is a huge week for them because they just started a huge road trip last night. Seven-game road trip. Just started with the win. So that's absolutely wonderful for them. But this is going to be a tough week. This is why we put them at 10. This is going to show us what they're actually made of here in this kind of next week when they go on this long road trip. So we're putting the Heat at 10. Very well done. Getting back on track now that Jimmy Butler is in the starting lineup. And we are making note of that. And we uh, praise them. And we uh, endorse them. And we they are the green light now. And we put them at number 10. Alrighty, new number nine team is going to be the Blazers. Once again, kind of winning without all their main pieces. No CJ McCollum for the last like two weeks. No Nurchich, I think, for the entire season. Uh, but in the last week, the Blazers, they have... They went 2-1, two, two wins, one loss. They beat in the Magic and the 76ers, 76ers last night. They did lose to the Knicks, unfortunately. Uh, we are going to kind of overlook that loss a tad because Damian Lillard is being very consistent, being very clutch. Gary Trent Jr. is really stepping it up a lot. Um, Ennis Cantor is getting it done as the big. 
Derek Jones Jr., as we said, we are big fans of him. He does need to kind of solidify his game a little bit more, but he is having decent success here as a starter now that Nurchich and McCollum are now out. So once again, kind of like when the Heat, kind of like what we said about the Heat, the Blazers, once they get at full strength, they're going to be even deeper than they already are. They're going to be better than they already are. But big things to note, Damian Lillard is just freaking clutch. He will put up 30 every game and not bitch about it and have great completion percentage while doing so and getting others involved. Carmelo Anthony off the bench is absolutely wonderful. 24 points we just saw last night. Fantastic. This man is pretty consistent and pretty clutch for this Blazers team. Whenever they need the three, fourth quarter, first quarter, doesn't matter. He will get him the bucket, and they still got Ennis Cantor as a big uh, without Nurchich. So... They just beat the 76ers. Very well done. They were currently the number one seed going into this week. Uh, so we do have to elevate the Blazers a little bit. Winning without all of your star players, that's a huge green flag. And once you get your team back at full strength, you better watch out. This Blazers team is going to try and repeat like what they did last year in the bubble. Uh, when they get to the second round of the playoffs, can like pretty, um, pretty competitively. So very well done. Blazers at number nine, moving up a spot here. Alrighty, new number eight team, and it's going to be the Nuggets. We do have to drop them back a little bit. We dropped them back from six to eight here. Let's get their name written down. Alrighty, in the last week, the Nuggets have went one and two, unfortunately. They beat the Cavs, not a great win there, and they lost to the Kings and the Bucks. two good teams. Kings are emerging, and the Bucks are obviously the Bucks. So, not great there by the Nuggets. I just cannot trust Jamal Murray that much. Jokic is fine. Michael Porter Jr. is fine. Literally, everybody else is fine, but Jamal Murray, he's not consistent. He's not even close to the consistency of um, Donovan Mitchell or Damian Lillard or Jimmy Butler. I know they don't play the same position, or Steph Curry, or anything like that so really the biggest red flag that we have on this Nuggets team is the point guard which is not a great sign Jamal Murray yes he can he he shows greatness he every once in a while I'm not doubting that the man is can be fantastic nobody's doubting that but the consistency wise we need to start to see him step it up a little bit more so they still have an overall great team I mean Jokic is almost unstoppable folks um He's almost unstoppable. That's why that's why they lost against the Bucks because he was kind of a little bit um, unstoppable, stoppable. Uh, so Nuggets drop back a little bit. We'll take it. We'll see what happens this week. I don't want to drop them out of the top ten because of Joe Kick and Michael Porter Jr. because they still got great pieces and Jamal Murray, like we said, can still show great spurts. Uh, but just the consistency aspect, we do have to drop them down a little bit. One of two this last week, not the greatest. Maybe they can rebound this week and we can move them up again a little bit. But uh, Nuggets at number eight, they're still deep. They are still deep. They're still good. They're still a good team, folks. <laughs> uh, but we do have to drop them down a little bit because of Murray's kind of lackluster performance a little bit. Alrighty, number seven is a new number seven team, and we do have to move this team down a little bit. The Nets, the Brooklyn Nets, are new number seven team. In the last week, they beat the Pacers. Not a great win. It's a decent win, not a great win. And they lost against... The Pistons, the Raptors, and the 76ers. You cannot be losing against all those teams. I will say that. Um, you know, the whole lineup without Kevin Durant, I get that for the last week, but they still are losing. There's no reason why they should be losing without Kevin Durant. I mean, you still have Jim, um, Kyrie Irving, James Harden, and Joe Harris, who is not as obviously as good as Kevin Durant, but can still kind of score his output. He can put up the 22 points. He can put up the 25 points if needed to on a game-to-game -game basis, Joe Harris. So, 
There's no reason why the Nets should be losing games without one of the big three. One of the big three out, folks. Uh, two of the big three should still be able to get it done, and they're not because of the leadership. And we just saw the complete meltdown uh, by Steve Nash saying, hey, I'm just letting the team do whatever. The, the team determines the team, which is the lamest thing ever. Kyrie Irving says, you know, I'm I'm a warrior, but kind of every – well, once we win, we'll be good, but we got to win first, and that is true. And that, that speaks to a lot of things, you know, and like – Sports and soccer and hockey, once you get the first goal, you're good to go for the game. It's just kind of breaking the ice. Same thing with basketball. I mean, getting a win with this rotation, just that one win. We can do it now. This is how we do it. All right, now they can start piling on, opening up the floodgates. So Nets at number seven, not going to take them out of the top ten just quite yet. Um, because, I mean, they're still fantastic. They still got all the pieces, but we need to start seeing them win games consistently. I need to start to see them kind of go like 4-0, 3-0 in a week, honestly. Um, Kevin Durant should be coming back today. I think that was the plans. They don't play today, so uh, tomorrow. Is that their next game? When's their next game? Uh, next game for the Nets. What do we got here? What's Saturday? Saturday, Nets Warriors. Kevin Durant should be good to go. Primetime game on ABC. Kevin Durant should be go to get should be go to should be good to go for that game. So Nets next week, next Friday, when we update our power rankings, we could potentially move them up again. But we got to start seeing the big three play together and win together. So Nets drop back a little bit here at number seven. Alrighty, new number six team. This team moved up, so very well done. And we put the Bucks at number six. Um, in the last week, they have beaten the Cavs twice in the Nuggets and lost to the Suns closely, just Giannis not being clutch. So we moved the Bucks up a little bit. The three-point shooting has been a little bit more consistent this week, which is good. They've gotten... Three wins, very good. They beat in the Nuggets. That was a huge, great win by them. Able to kind of beat Jokic and kind of, um, you know, not really lock him up, but, you know, not let him go monster beast mode on you. So, very well done to the Bucs. Um, Giannis is still solid. Chris Middleton's still very solid. Dante DiVincenzo's all right. Um, Brooke Lopez is obviously good. Um, just like we said, you know, the three-point shooting has been good this week. The down-low play has been good this week. So we moved them up a little bit because of that. Bucks at number six. Um, I don't know what it would take for them to kind of crack the top five, honestly. I would need a straight-up great week beating, not losing at all, threes consistently throughout, and um, beating, you know, some of the elite teams. So until they start kind of beating the elite teams consistently, I mean, you beat the Nuggets, which is good, but then you lost to the Suns, close. Uh, you know, Giannis not being that clutch factor draining that mid-range jumper against the sun so they still have their flaws uh they those are you know sometimes the three-point shot just isn't there and when that happens they don't win Giannis if he gets locked up down low that's not going to happen Giannis's jump shots is absolutely absolutely atrocious and he has kind of fixed the free throws these last couple weeks so we do give him credit there but that is still something that can creep up that we do have to keep an eye on so bucks at number six moving up a little bit taking them slow here Taking them slow. Alrighty, number five is a new team, and uh, this is the is this the last new team? The Heat were the first new team, and the second new team, the uh, the last new team in the top ten is going to be the Suns. What an incredible week the Suns have had! What do I got here? Where are they at? Where are my notes on the Suns? 
right here. They beat the Pistons, the Cavs, the Bucks, and the Celtics all this week. No losses, four wins. Very well done. They jump all the way from out of the top 10 to number five. Chris Paul, Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, they are getting it done, folks. Absolutely. Frank Kaminsky in the starting lineup, folks. He's only been in the starting lineup for four games. I think it's when he started their four-game win streak. So this man in the starting lineup is absolutely getting it done. McCall Bridges, once again, getting it done as well. Their bench isn't the greatest. Isn't the greatest. I don't know if they can move up any higher than five, honestly. They do need that kind of great bench score. I guess they have Cameron Johnson, Cameron Payne, Cameron Payne or Cameron Johnson, one of those two, um, a Cameron nonetheless. And he hasn't really been stepping it up on the bench, but that's probably their one weakness is the bench, but Devin Booker and Chris Paul are just consistently putting up like 20 plus points, 25 plus points a game, really getting it done. And DeAndre Ayton is a force to be reckoned with down low. And like I said, the addition of Frank Kaminsky in the starting lineup is making a huge, huge difference, folks. He's only started four games. They got four wins this week. Coincidence? No, sir. No, sir. So Suns at number five, making a huge, huge leap. Got to pay them some respect here. They were in the top 10, I believe, last week. Last week. I think we moved them out. But a great week this week to rebound. They're back in it. Alrighty, new number four team. We moved this team up a little bit. One spot, the Kings. Oh, my goodness. I mean, um, just kind of a great week as well by the Kings. Uh, what do I got here? Where are they at? All right, there are two wins and one loss. They beat the Nuggets and the Clippers. Really great wins, and they lost against the 76ers, but they were competitive. I think they only lost by like seven points. So competitive and beating the be the best teams in the league, that's all I ask for, folks. I need you to be competitive, and once you're competitive, now I need you to start winning the games. And the Kings, they skipped the competitive phase and just started winning games like that. So absolutely fantastic by the Kings. They've got some real great young players. Obviously, we know De'Aaron Fox is really carrying the load. Um, uh, what else do we got here? Raquan Holmes is doing all right. Marvin Bagley is doing all right, but Buddy Heald is really kind of impressing me super, super much. He's kind of taking that next step that, you know, I praise Trey Young for taking. Uh, Buddy Heald is really taking that next step and is fitting into kind of this second guard role um, for this Kings team, and I'm all about it. They're very well they're very, they're playing very very well here. I think they're 12 and 12 currently. Where are they in the standings? Where are the Kings at right here? Kings are currently damn. They're currently number 12 or number 10. Gosh darn. Um, but they got some fantastic plays. They're beating the better teams. They're catching their stride, and uh, they're gonna make a push for the playoffs here. Uh, they are currently what are they? Uh, one game back. I just like the way that they're playing with a great week here. Uh, we put them into the top 10 because they beat the Clippers, and um, you know. They're they're just playing well, folks. They're just playing well, and you would not expect this team to play well, and we're praising this team and uh, giving them a little bit of a shout-out here at number four. All righty, new number three team is going to be – what do we get here? Number three is going to be – all right, this is where – all right, we're jumbling, jumbling up the top three a little bit. The new number three team is, unfortunately, the Philadelphia 76ers, so they officially lose their number one seed. Um, in the last week, they beat in the Nets and the Kings. Very good wins there. Losing to the Blazers. I'm not putting too much weight into it, too much suck, but it is kind of a little disappointing uh, that, you know, everybody steps up besides Danny Green, and we know that. But, you know, they are a little bit of a liability with Danny Green in the starting lineup, but it is, and it is unfortunate. 
unfortunate. Um, it is really starting to come out that Danny Green's not pulling his weight. Literally, everybody else is great. Tobias Harris is great. Joel Embiid is the MVP. Ben Simmons is fantastic. Um, did I say, yeah, Seth Curry's a fourth. Uh, Seth Curry had he's having great success now. Definitely, can he step it up? The th the two worst players on their starting lineup are. Uh, Danny Green by far, and then the second worst player is Seth Curry, but he's still good. Like, he's still getting you at least 15 a game, which is what you need. Uh, so he's still getting it done. Ben Simmons is a great defender. I still love everything about this 76ers team. They are decently deep, too. Dwight Howard coming off the bench, which is pretty good there. Um, I think I'm forgetting another bench piece. Hmm, 76ers bench, bench, Dwight Howard. What else do we get? Should we look it up real quick? Really quickly if we can't find it. Um, oh, I mean, they just played. We should have just looked them up. <laughs> um, what do we got here? Here we go. Uh, what else do we get on their bench? He didn't, nobody really showed up. Um, oh yeah. Marty Stibule. Um, very well done. Um, he's usually getting it done and same thing with Cork Ma. So they are still decently deep. It's just Danny Green is not stepping it up and it is really starting to get under my skin a little bit. Uh, just because this is a great team. This can be a fantastic team defensively, offensively, everything about it. Like I said, they've got the the great scores and Danny Green, well, it should be Danny Green, Seth Curry, Tobias Harris. They got the great beef down low, um, Joel Embiid, who can hit the three and stretch the floor. And then they got just a pure lockdown defender and passer in Ben Simmons. They really have a complete team. Offense, defense, offense, defense, everything, everything. So a little unfortunate here. We're going to knock them down a little bit just because these other two teams have had a little bit of a better week and a little bit more consistency with their bench and their other star players. So unfortunate for the 76ers. They had a nice two-week run at number one. We do have to knock them off, though. Alrighty, new number. Nope, number two is staying the same. Lakers, a great week by them. Three, no, they only play, you know, they played three games. Uh, Pistons in the Thunder twice this week. No Anthony Davis for one of those Thunder games. And LeBron James is still able to kind of get the win. Kyle Kuzma steps it up. Dennis Schroeder steps it up. Mar um, Montrez Harold really has been impressing me this last week. Absolutely. So Lakers at number two. Staying at number two. Can't put them at quite number one quite yet. Got to see Anthony Davis kind of be a little bit more consistent. He's still fine. But need to see him play, be playing a little bit more consistent and his play on the floor when he is playing be a little bit more consistent as well. So, um, yeah, Lakers, a great week. 3-0, getting it done without Anthony Davis, everybody stepping up. We can keep the Lakers at number two. And then our new number one team is going to be the Utah Jazz, baby. They are back, folks. A great week, 3-0. They beat the Hornets, Pacers, and Celtics. All decent wins there. Donovan Mitchell has been absolutely consistent. Rudy Gobert has been consistent. The sixth man of the year has been consistent. Jordan, Mother, Love, and Clarkson, folks. Um... Bogdanovich has been fantastic. Royce O'Neal's been a solid big, a solid four for this team as well. Just great defense, solid contributions in the points, rebounds, and assists. So this is a complete team. They're one of the probably the deepest teams that there is in the league. Really, really great play here by the Jazz. And really just Donovan Mitchell really just impressing me so much. We love, we love him so much more than Jamal Murray because we compare the Jazz and the Nuggets. I mean, they're basically the same team, honestly. But the Jazz are just more better at the point guard position than the Nuggets are consistency overall so we are upgrading the Jazz great win against the Celtics Pacers and Hornets this week great consistency Rudy Gobert still being great Donovan Mitchell being great Jordan Clarkson really just a great squad really 
really, like I said, the deepest squad that there is in the NBA. And, uh, you know, they're getting back on track. I think what <laughs> they got like, what, five losses? <laughs> 20 and 5 folks they are number 1 in the west absolutely magnificent 20 and 5 i cannot believe it very well done to this jazz team deep great starters great consistency from their starters and we reward them with the number one because we know the 76ers aren't that consistent in their starting lineup a la Danny Green Danny Green you're holding the team back can you get it together please Alrighty, so this is the new power rankings going into next week. Heat at 10, Blazers at 9, Nuggets at 8, Nets at 7, Bucks at 6, Kings at 5. Nope, Suns at 5, Kings at 4, 76ers at 3, Lakers at 2, and Jazz at 1. Let me quickly go over who is outside looking in very quickly. Who can try and make a run in the top 10 coming into this week? Celtics may be able to if they keep up that rotation of um, Olegé at the 4. That could definitely work. Um, we'll keep an eye on the Celtics moving forward. Pacers, I mean, I don't see them really outside looking in. Uh, they have not been consistent against the better teams in this league. Um, Raptors potentially, potentially may be able to get back into the top 10. Definitely need to start seeing them beat the better teams consistently as well. Clippers, obviously, outside looking in, they would probably be number 11, folks. Um, but just this, they they have had a tough week, so we, we are going to leave them out. Um, what else we get here? Spurs, potentially. I just can't figure them out. I just cannot figure them out, honestly. Uh, Warriors could definitely possibly be, maybe, maybe. They would have to probably go undefeated this week, and the Heat have to blow it somehow. But I would probably say Clippers are number 11. Clippers 11, Celtics 12. That's kind of what we're looking at here. Clippers 11, Celtics 12. Raptors 13, Hornets 13, Spurs 13, however y'all want to decide, Warriors 13, yeah, alrighty, um, yeah, so that's what we're looking for, that's what we're looking at in our power rankings, alrighty, that is going to do it for us today, thanks for tuning in, thanks for watching, we're back tomorrow breaking down the NBA folks, not sure what we're going to do for another segment on Saturday, but we'll, we'll figure it out, um, officially translate transitioning over to heavy nba so got to figure out some segments got to figure out all that but uh you know so far it's going well so um yeah back tomorrow talking nba talking sports talking stories y'all know how we do here all righty folks we're out of here we are back tomorrow noon eastern live twitch.tv slash takes by fans baby y'all better learn this name takes by fans because it's about to be global it's about to be global in a couple of years about to get in on the ground floor all right.